Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I am happy to be here on this Tuesday morning. We had a great show yesterday. Rob Frazier was the guest, as he is going to be the weekly contributor on the show every Monday. I would like to get Gabe Reynolds on as a weekly contributor, and I have a wish list. As many of you know, I host a coach's show called Off the Walls that is dedicated to the Columbus Rapids. We had a great show last night. I interviewed the Columbus Rapids women's team's leading goal scorer, Olivia Gerald, and that was a great interview. Hopefully, I could get her as a guest on the podcast. If not this podcast, the other podcast I do with Matt Austin, Columbus Rapids Weekly. I've been very busy. I also have another podcast called the Freed Harmon Sports Report. It's just a 10-minute recap of what went on during the weekend, and I also go back into the vault and reminisce about the glory days of Freed Harmon Sports, which is not a bad thing to do. Uh, I've been at a crosshairs in my life where I don't know. I, I've been I've been super busy calling games for Russell County as the public address announcer. The Columbus Rapids. The next game is not until February the tenth. But I also express interest to the athletic department at Russell County that I would be interested in becoming the public address announcer for some of the Russell County baseball games. I can't do a full season because of my obligation to the Columbus Rapids and to the military because I got to do military training in April. But February 25th is Russell County baseball's home opener. And I've expressed interest in calling that. Once I get the go, I will make an announcement. And it's just another thing that I could do to pad my resume. Right now, I'm at the point in my life where I'm just trying to pad my resume, get as much broadcasting experience as possible. And call it what you want. If you want to call it reliving the glory days, that I've been out of the game for 20 years and I've reunited with some of my colleagues. I mean, Really, starting to do a show with Brad Page? I mean, come on, we were doing the Up All Night show 20 years ago, and now we're back in the game. So that is great. I don't know if it's a midlife crisis, but if you look back at my history of doing sports broadcasting, uh, I left in 2006, uh, deployed to Iraq in 2007 and 2008. In 2009, I started my YouTube channel. Uh, I called it the Richard Holdred Show. Yeah, call it what you want. If you want to call it an ego Sure, go ahead. I stopped doing episodes right around uh, 2013 to 2014. I mean, trying to spend time with my family. I mean, my kids were born. My oldest daughter was born in 2013. My youngest daughter was born in 2016. I was focused on just spending as much time with my kids, which I still try to do. I I try to do as much as I can. Um, But I'm now at the point in my life where as my military career winds down, I want to see what is out there that I can do with my life. And if you want to call this a feature on me, 
then great, because that's basically what this is. I, I love doing the sports features. Uh, Tanya Chavez was a guest last week. Eric Taylor was a guest the week before. And we didn't really dive into the games and talking about Jermaine Burton transferring to Alabama and Auburn's the number one ranked team in the country in basketball. It, we, it was a focused on them and what they have done in their career when it comes to sports. Yes, this is called the sports beat for a reason. Because like a beat writer, I will cover all the games that have happened over the week. And we had a lot I could go ahead and get into detail about these championship games between the Bengals and the Chiefs and the 49ers and the Rams. I have all week to do that. But we do have some other sports to talk about as Auburn is now ranked number one in the country. And they will be put to the test as they will travel to Columbia, Missouri to take on the Missouri Tigers as for the first time in their program history, they are ranked number one in college basketball. And I do believe they're the odds-on favorite to win the NCAA championship as they have Jabari Smith Jr., who is a stud. He is an NBA-ready player right now. And I'm really looking forward to seeing Auburn take on Alabama. They're going to be playing Alabama in February in a couple weeks in, <laughs> in Auburn. So that's going to be great. Jermaine Burton, wide receiver for the Georgia Bulldogs entered the transfer portal, and he has chosen to go to the University of Alabama, which are going to be thin on wide receiver with Jamison Williams and John Menchie going to the NFL. Jermaine Burton is a very good wide receiver for the Bulldogs. But why Alabama? Why leave the team you just won a national championship with to go to a team that is going to be the odds-on favorite to win the national championship? Maybe he feels he can win another national championship with Nick Saban and the fact that Bryce Young is coming back and he's going to play one more year at Alabama. I believe he's going to be the number one NFL draft pick in 2023. There's no question about that. That's why Nick Saban is heavily recruiting Arch Manning. Arch Manning is going to be the most coveted high school player to come out of the recruiting class for 2023. This kid is special and anybody that has him is going to be elevated immediately. So as, as the sports wind down, I've actually considered about cutting the show back to three times a week, but we have some conference championships that are coming up this weekend. The Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs and then the 49ers and the Rams. How did these teams get here? How did Cincinnati come out of nowhere win two playoff games for the first time in over 30 years, and reach the AFC Championship for the first time since 1988. They have a quarterback named Joe Burrow, who is the real deal. And look out, if Cincinnati solves problems on the offensive line, they're going to be a dangerous team for years to come. And with the quarterback situation in Cleveland, with Baker Mayfield, with Ben Roethlisberger retiring, and Lamar Jackson hasn't always been 100% reliable. Joe Burrow is going to be the best quarterback in that division. And I could see the Cincinnati Bengals just becoming a dynasty in the 2020s. And like Ben Roethlisberger did last decade, he'd win the division just about every year. I could see Joe Burrow winning this division every year. And Cincinnati is going to be in the playoffs every year. That's how important it is to get the quarterback right. And Cincinnati hit a home run, not only getting Joe Burrow in last year's draft, but getting Jamar Chase in this upcoming, this year's draft. 
that is a special tandem. And I actually think they have a shot against the Kansas City Chiefs. They really do. I know that Patrick Mahomes was playing on another level, but he had a game plan to go toe-to-toe with Josh Allen. And that was the perfect play call. And when you have stability with Andy Reid, and hats off to Eric Bieniemy staying with Kansas City. He could have had many NFL head coaching jobs, and he chose to stay at Kansas City to be the offensive coordinator. Hats off to Eric Bieniemy. I still think the Chiefs are the favorites. They are favored by seven, I believe. Yes, they are favored by seven. And they could reach the Super Bowl for the third straight year. The last team to reach the Super Bowl three straight times was the Buffalo Bills in the 90s. So this is the territory that the Chiefs are going into. Could we have a repeat of the Super Bowl of two years ago, the 49ers and Chiefs? Well, I wouldn't mind it. In fact, it would be a very good revenge game for the 49ers to avenge their loss after having a 23-10 lead on Kansas City in the Super Bowl two years ago. Do the Bengals have a shot to reach the Super Bowl? Anything's possible, but Joe Burrow's got to play out of his mind. He can't get sacked. I mean, that's going to be the big mismatch is Kansas City's defensive line going up against the offensive line for Cincinnati. As I look more closely at this 49ers-Rams game, where the Rams have not beaten the 49ers in over three years. Kyle Shanahan has owned Sean McVay the last six meetings. I look back at the way the 49ers played the Rams this year. First of all, Aaron Donald was not a factor. They took him out by running the football. Yes, Jimmy G has made some mistakes. He's thrown some interceptions. I was looking at the box score. He's thrown some interceptions. He threw a bonehead pick to Jalen Ramsey. But the 49ers' defensive line is getting healthy at the right time. The status of left tackle Andrew Whitworth could be in question. I see Matthew Stafford making mistakes. I don't see Jimmy Garoppolo going toe-to-toe with Matthew Stafford. I do see the 49ers, if they get the ball and they score first, I see them controlling this game. It does not matter that the 49ers beat them twice. The Rams are favored because they are home. They're only a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. This is not going to be much of a home field advantage because there's going to be just as many 49ers fans at SoFi as Rams fans. And shame on the fan base for the Los Angeles Rams who left. A lot of them are Raiders fans. A lot of them didn't even care that L.A. had a football team. Shame on them because I actually know a lot more St. Louis Rams fans that are cheering for the Rams than the Los Angeles Rams. So I'm hoping to get Jenny Fisher on the podcast because... She grew up in California, a Giants fan, a 49ers fan. And I'd like to see what it means to her to have the Giants play the Dodgers in the NLDS. Now the 49ers playing the Rams in the NFC Championship. What's next? The Lakers playing the Warriors in the NBA playoffs? I would like to see that. I saw the Sharks and Kings play in a a Stanley Cup playoff game, in a Stanley Cup playoff series. This rivalry between San Francisco and L.A. just runs deeper than the football and baseball team. It's really just which is the better city in California. You know, you have the palm trees and the sunshine and the movie stars down in L.A. And San Francisco is more sophisticated with Silicon Valley and just your brilliant tech minds that run the biggest companies in the world. 
when I was a kid, I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area. I didn't despise Los Angeles. I liked going to Disneyland when I was a kid. I liked going to visit my aunt down in Southern California. I thought that the weather was nice. I actually wanted to go to Pepperdine when I was a kid. I mean, so th- there's some good things about California. There's good things about Southern California. I never liked the Dodgers. Uh, my aunt and uncle took me to Dodger Stadium to see the Dodgers, and I did not like them because I mean, they were the Giants' biggest rivals, and I really don't like them even more since they do whatever it takes to try to buy their championships. They have the biggest payroll in baseball. Thank goodness the Braves beat them. But yeah, that was a tough series, Giants and Dodgers in the NLDS. Uh, Logan Webb, he pitched the lights out in that game five. I love the fact that they battled all the way through the regular season. And now you have another San Francisco and LA team facing in a playoff game. And this is for all the marbles to get to the Super Bowl. The Rams and the 49ers, I think the 49ers have a shot. But the Rams are getting hot at the right time. Matthew Stafford looks incredible in his first two playoff wins. And they're starting to get Vaughn Miller more involved. I'm a little nervous about this matchup, even though the 49ers actually weathered the storm and were able to beat Lambeau in the snowy weather and beat Aaron Rodgers. And they neutralized Devontae Adams. What a job the 49ers did on Devontae Adams. All right, so these shows when I don't have guests... They could drag on a little bit, but bear with me. I want to try to continue doing my podcast five days a week. But as I get more guests on, I'll have more content. And if you're interested in being a guest, just message me on the Facebook page. I would love to get you on. In a perfect world, I'd love to have a guest on every day. But yeah, these these shows without guests, just got to bear with me. It's good content, though. So thank you for listening to my podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe to my Facebook channel. Don't forget that tomorrow, not only will I have a podcast for the Sports Beat, but it will also be the podcast with Matt Austin, Columbus Rapids Weekly, where the special guest will be head coach of the men's team, Eddie Miranda. We're going to talk about everything Columbus Rapids, and they get a two-week break, and I'm hoping to have Olivia Gerald on the podcast as well. So thank you again for listening, and I hope that everybody has a blessed rest of your day. Bye, everybody. Put one of those hash browns at the end, you know, like hash brown team Cobra Kai or something. And then send it to the internet. Ah, this is going to be fun. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been the Sports Beat with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.